Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. There's only three things I know on this bitch of an earth. The PS5 is wickedly talented. The McRib is... Yeah. And you're listening to Hey Fam. Hey Fam. I am recording. Angus, are you recording? I am. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess we should start this this episode then. Yeah, it's an important Funko Pop update. Wait, did this happen last week? The Ronald McDonald Funko Pop? Yeah, and you like insulted me for getting the information wrong. Oh, yeah, okay, let's move along. <laughs> I think you were like, they're making uh, uh, I said it's every available McDonald's now, character. I, I was like a- one day late or something. It was, it was already sold out. Because yeah, even though was- you were like proud enough to say that you were like, you know, oh, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go get that garbage. You still knew yeah. every single detail about it. Oh, yeah, no, no. You know, you got to know your enemy. <laughs> Not the Funko Pop's an enemy, just that... Uh, no, a, it's a uh, specific golden... Golden uh, uh, Again, Funko you've got Pop. It wrong. Rod- it's, it's glittery. Glittery. But he was golden. I, mean, I know right? that uh, Smash Mouth once said all the glitters is gold, but uh, it ain't the same thing, you know? Um, when do they say that? All no, that glitters is gold, of course. Yeah. Sorry. Old stuff. I was like trying to work it into the, fir- the first line. Somebody once told me oh, yeah. all that glitters was gold. Uh, Smash Mouth Funko Pop would be nice. I'm sure that already exists. There's a, I, there's a Guy Fieri one, which makes me think, like, you know, the, the realm of a Smash Mouth. Yeah, totally. Is not out of the, like, realm of possibility. The world, realm of flavability. Oh, wow. Someone has done, and it only yeah. came out May this year, surprisingly. Um, someone has done in 4K uh, a Smash Mouth um, all-star rendition, but they've recreated the entire film clip using Funko Pops. That's sick. I wonder who they used for the characters. It's just like, like, it looks like just like random. Oh, no, it's not even a. <laughs> it says six views. I'm happy to be the sixth viewer of this uh, incredible. Guys, I, I I know it's, you know, not nice to be called out to uh, to action this early in an episode of the podcast. Yeah, but, but if everyone, was. everyone could go to Smash Mouth All Star Funko Pop version on, on YouTube. It yeah, uh, obviously, it. Um, I'm sure you already subscribed to the channel Angry Birds Red Berto. Um, uh, and and, and uh, he, the, can, if everyone could um, could comment, can you see the frog on this video? Yeah, can you see the frog? Can also, you see the frog? Can you put that on every one of uh, Jamie Kennedy's uh, recent YouTube videos and Instagram can you, posts? Can you see the Halloween? Let's get Jamie Kennedy to put the word frog in his filter to immediately block uh, block any content. Tell you what, speaking of part threes, uh, Jamie Kennedy really hasn't delivered that part three of Son of the Mask, has he? No, that's right. The, the son of the mask uh, behind the mask, or whatever the fuck he was calling that series. Oh, he did part one. This? He did part two. Did I mean, that's that I'm not. I'm not checking the Jamie Kennedy YouTube channel every day. I just assumed that someone listens to the podcast would, would let us know by now. That mm. uh, did you see that, that a green that mask was found this week? Oh, like a yeah, like a, a like somewhere in history. Yeah, like a like a, like an excavation site or something uncovered this like ancient green mask in a pyramid i'm on this uh i'm on a news website called 
uh, comicbook.com. I'm just reading it now. And it says, uh, yeah, it was a 2,000-year-old green serpentine stone mask found at the base of the Pyramid of the Sun in... Oh, this would be good. Tio Tihuacan, Mexico. Uh, yeah, and it actually just looks like the Loki mask from <laughs> Son of the Mask and also the mask. Right, cool. So I'm surprised. I've been checking uh, JK, Jamie Kennedy's YouTube channel, thinking if he was smart and if he understood SEO or anything, he would be like chiming in on this. You know what I mean? Like just to try and maintain some relevancy. But instead, I'm, I'm sure he's saying, doing videos that are like, uh, I didn't say I was pro-choice or pro-life and I'm also not going to tell you what I am because I don't affect any of my options, you know? So here's his la- the last emails, the last video, sorry, that he's put up. Talking toast and jam with Nurse Chuck. No idea. Oh, yeah, I saw means. him mention this somewhere. I think, uh, yeah, I have no idea. It's only 17 comments. Uh, I think this guy's... Delete your channel if you're going to post... Oh, man, there's a comment here. Dude, delete your channel if you're not going to post the mask part three. You really waited over 90 days. There's no excuse. That's like a comment. <laughs> That's got to be on there. And then he's replied, oh my God. And someone's responded with the come down line. Hi, I'm gay actor Michael Douglas. <laughs> Literally to that. And then Jamie Kennedy's wow. responded to that saying, good things take time. It's like... That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> what a... What a what a, what a great moment in uh, internet history. Um, so, speaking of great moments in internet history, you're listening to Hey Fam. My name's Levins. That's Angus. And tonight, we're going to be talking about well, a morning, little movie. Maybe. What's that? It could be morning, wherever anyone's listening. I like saying tonight. To morning. Tonight to morning. makes you feel like Conan, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey Fam tonight. Hey Fam tonight live. If it was the 90s, we would have made that happen by now. We would have been axed after two episodes. Yeah, yeah, for everyone got a talk show. Shane Warne had one. Uh, Hot dogs. Chevy Chase in the eighties. Yeah, you hear those people. You hear I mean, people Chevy Chase talk. makes sense that he he. It makes sense that he he got one. There's some like real bizarre talk. I think Trump had one. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, Trump no. talk show. He didn't. No, damn. Maybe that he was should just get a- one now. That I was great. about to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe he should. That'll be amazing, if, and if, like it's not even like on made for him. He just gets given the Tonight Show. That'd be so good, and like yeah, Jimmy Fallon like has to hand the keys over, and then it's Donald's patting his head as the first episode. Yeah, like Jimmy Fallon gets cancelled, and then like NBC is like, oh, guess who? There's only one logical person that we can give the the, the seat to now, Donald Trump. He's he's like a trillion times funnier than um, <laughs> Jamie. Uh, no, yeah, but then Jamie Both. Kennedy and Jimmy also Fallon. Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Imagine if Trump got that mask. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of mayhem would he get up to? Uh, he 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 wouldn't wonder where his wife put the invitation. Uh, he loves Halloween, as we've seen. He celebrates trick or treating in the Oval Office. Yeah, I think he's don't fine. you just love Halloween? <laughs> yeah, that's Sleepy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Sleepy Joe Biden. Man, I've told you I'm on his mailing list just because, like, it's funny as hell. And um, it's almost like the cinematic Trump universe. I'll wake up in the morning and I'll get three emails. One's from Donald Trump Jr. And I'll be like, my dad has something exciting to tell you. Then the immediate next email is, like, from Donald Trump. And it's like, well, today's the big day. Like, they craft these narratives in a row. It's so amazing. It's, like, terrible shit. And, like, I should delete it. But it's also, like, 
this is amazing. Like, this is so funny. Yeah, it's like getting um, like like reading the 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 latest phantom strip in the newspaper every day. Yeah, it is. It's just usually uh, the most recent one was uh, Donald Trump Jr. today saying, "I'm a member of the Trump honor roll." Are you? <laughs> and there was another one that just said, uh, it "Just says Joe Biden must resign." <laughs> That's from Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, like. You didn't sign up to Donald Trump Jr.'s uh, mailing no. address. You signed uh, up to his dad's. He's really <laughs> so perfected that- the art of subject and then first line. He's got yeah. uh, Donald J. Trump and uh, it's from him. And the subject is, I need to know what you think. And then the, the line, first line of the email is just, I look for your response in five minutes. And five minutes is in all caps. It's just like, it's so frantic. It rules. We cool if you got updates from the entire Trump family. Yeah, Baron. Hey, just letting Ivanka. you know, my dad's really thinking of you. Oh, and I think I sent you this one the other day. It's just from President Trump. So they use different, like, I guess, email addresses for where they come from so they can catch your eye. And the subject is, <laughs> I feel sorry for Joe Biden. And then the only line you see of the email is bracket, almost. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's like one of his tweets, man. It's really funny. And he starts every email with friend. Oh, there's one from Donald Trump Jr. that just said, my father said this about you, and then dot, dot, dot. It's like what did he say about only you? fans. It's like really funny. It's just like those porno spam mails you get. No, it's it's less like OnlyFans and more like Neopets or something. Yeah, like, it's just like early chain mail. It's like 90s yeah, totally. chain mail. So my father said this about you, and it just says, friend, I need to tell you something important. I was going through our donor files and you, in all caps, were identified as one of my father's top supporters. So, look, that's bullshit because I haven't supported. You're just um, some random yeah. Australian guy that signed up to a mailing list because it was funny. Just because it's funny. It's like, yeah, um, I'm probably on a list for it. Like I said, but I, I don't get Yeah, you shit. are. You're on the Trump mailing list. Yeah, I'm, and I'm also on the top supporter list. <laughs> but, yeah, it's funny. It's like, whatever. It's, uh, you know, I in this lockdown... Uh, era that you and I are living where once again I you know I wake up and I get emails from a former president not many people can say that you know <laughs> it's kind of cool I'm thinking about Neopets and Trump and now I'm thinking what if we got made like a Trump Tamagotchi oh that'd be nice wouldn't it like feeding McDonald's you know, like, yeah uh, he has to sleep a lot <laughs> you make him watch Fox and stuff he like you know how like how um, Tamagotchis would like do shits you have to collect all yeah. of the shits and build a wall with the shits. Yeah. Um, this stuff writes someone, itself. So I'm on a Tamagotchi Reddit and someone's posted a Tramagotchi. <laughs> and the top comment is... No, Tramagotchi. Con- yeah, no, it should be. Uh, but the top comment is, I'm not a conservative, but I found this very adorable. Thank you for posting, Tom, my friend. And then the person who posted it wrote, thanks. <laughs> and the website is down. Yeah, that's great. Damn. Sorry, bro. You can't buy your Trump Trumpagotchi. Yeah, that's no, fine. I wouldn't. I think. Um, so, Angus, something that you've been waiting a long time for dropped on uh, Prime Video the other day. Mm. We've been talking about it for the last few weeks, for the last few years of HeyFam, really. And Look, I've been waiting f- for it since uh, what 2002 when these this project was announced. The final piece of media at this point that we, that we will ever get, unless uh, Arno changes his mind, of uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. We've, re- we've he released the final in the Shin Evangelion or the Evangelion Rebuild movies. The new we theatrical got, editions. <laughs> they got so many great titles. 
Well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm putting this out there as like one of the most hilarious to read out, like titled. Movies oh, it rivals. Um, it, it, it gives um, Kingdom Hearts a run for its money. Okay, you you tell me the the like you run through all of the end of all the Evangelion movie names in full, yeah. and, then I'll, and then I'll do Kingdom Hearts, and we'll see which is stupider. All right. So, do you want just the rebuilds or just uh, start, uh, start with the series? So we get the series one to twenty four. Well, there's Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is. Let me just actually because I know. Let me go to the Evangelion because I know that like Death and Rebirth has like a different name. Um, hang on, Evangelion. Evangelion. All right, so obviously there's Neon Genesis Evangelion, the TV series, which ran from October '95 to March '96. Then it was followed up with two films. Uh, the mm-hmm. first film was Neon Genesis Evangelion: Death and Rebirth, uh, which, as we know, the first half is like a 60 minutes of clips from the first few episodes, and then the first 30 minutes of a new ending. Uh, yeah, which is kind of crazy. Still, like I, I know over time the internet has said like the movies were made because there was dissatisfaction with the series. I, I'm still not entirely sure if that's ever been confirmed or not. I mean, I guess it is. Um, you know, when you just like take stuff for like granted i guess and you never really like fact check it or whatever yep so there's that and then there is uh the end of evangelion which in itself is split in two halves because it is the you know it's replacing or complementing rather the final episode and it is in two halves uh i think the first one's called like air and then the final one's called like one more final i need you or something like that all of uh, the rebuild movies are, div- are like kind of split into too. You get the title card about halfway through it's it. It's nice. I love that. It's such yeah. a... One of my favorite moments of Evangelion is like the placement of the title card. So then we've got the rebuilds. Uh, I'll just use the English titles here. There's Evangelion. And this isn't going into the point one and point twos of some of them where they rem- you know, remastered it and added a few scenes here or there. But there's Evangelion 1.0. You are bracket, not close bracket alone. Then we have Evangelion 2.0. You can bracket, not close bracket, advance. Then we have Evangelion 3.0. You can bracket, not close bracket, redo. So there we've got, you are not alone. You cannot advance. You cannot redo. But then interestingly enough, the fourth movie, Bucks the Trend, in several ways. It's called so, Evangelion so obnoxious. 3.0 plus 1.0, thrice upon a time. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, I kind of thought that the one point... I mean, the 3.0 plus 1.0 maybe kind of plays into the plot a bit. Uh, we'll get into that. I'm not really sure if it does. Uh, that, yeah, that maybe... That, that, the, 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 instead of just calling it 4.0 or 4. Because you missed out that in, in uh, the Western releases, they're called 1.11, 2.22, and 3.33. Well, that's because they're added stuff. Like, they've added a few scenes or corrected some audio and stuff. And it's like... The Life of Pablo, they'll actually label it like point two two. You know what I mean? So it's like are the we going to get? Version. Are we going to get three point three three plus one point one one? Is that well? It's already it's already out in in the in Japan. It's three point zero <laughs> plus one point one one, and it's like they fixed a few scenes, but wouldn't say what. I think it was just like some CG or some background right, colors. Okay. That's incredible. But they, it is they they. It's funny because most cinemas won't. Most filmmakers don't update that, but these guys you know, update it and uh, tell the audience. They're like, oh, I think on the official Ava account, they're like, uh, the updated version of the film is now screening in Japanese cinemas. <laughs> so fucking bonkers. But I don't know. And this is completely... Like, do you hear that and laugh and go like, that is fucking corny? Um, 
But then when you watched it, you're like, okay, whatever, that's very Evangelion. Would do you think I would have had the same reaction to uh, Kingdom Hearts where I had to play them and like really like it when I go like, oh, these titles are fucking stupid and that's great. Yeah, I, mean, I really like the first two Kingdom Hearts games, but even I couldn't play the third one. Like, I, I just found it a really, a really boring game to play. But there is something about the insanity of the way they yeah. name their games that appeals to me. And it's I think, charm. like, you know, yeah, I think, like, like you will, will argue that the insane numbering of the Evangelion movies fits. I reckon some of this insanity works too. So we have Kingdom Hearts. Then mm. Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, which was, of course, a GBA exclusive and a direct sequel to the first game. Then Kingdom Hearts 2. Kingdom Hearts Coded, an episodic mobile phone game that t- picks up directly after Kingdom Hearts 2. Then Kingdom Hearts 358 slash 2 Days, which was on DS. Um, and it was set between Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, focusing on a different timeline. <laughs> Uh, then you have Kingdom Hearts Birth by, Birth by Sleep, which is, of course, a prequel to the series, which was released on the PSP. Uh, then Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance um, on the 3DS. Um, and that... Uh, I don't know when that's said, but it, it, it's out there. Then there's Kingdom Hearts X, but the X is, like, lower than Kingdom Hearts. So it's Kingdom Hearts Chi. Cool. I don't know. Uh, that's a PC browser game. Then there's Kingdom Hearts Unchained chi or x um and then in kingdom hearts union x and kingdom hearts union x dark road which all link into all those then kingdom hearts 3 kingdom hearts melody of memory and here's where it gets really fun uh all the collections have insane names too so oh, like kingdom the hd hearts, remixes yeah kingdom hearts yeah. hd 1.5 remix kingdom hearts hd 2.5 remix then, of course, there is Kingdom Hearts Collector's Pack HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix. Uh, and then uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, <laughs> which uh, contains a, a ported version of uh, Dream Drop Distance plus a bunch of the other Dream Drop shit. Distance and, might be my favorite title for anything. Yeah, and also Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep of Fragmentary, Fragmentary Passage. Um, and then there is, um, of course... Uh, Kingdom Hearts all-in-one package, which contains everything, along with Kingdom Hearts 3 that came out last year. Well, look, from the get-go, Evangelion is easily less obnoxious just to the sheer fact that there's less titles. I have a, um, I think, a dark horse when it comes to uh, in- insane, insanely named um, RPG series, even mm. though there's not, not as many of them. Um, we've, I think Bravely Default is pretty incredible because they released Bravely Default, then mm. they put out Bravely Second, and then earlier this year they put out <laughs> Bravely, Bravely Default, Default too. 2. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I mean, that kind of is... That, that's funny as hell. What's the other one? There was Octopath Traveler, and then they called it like Triangle Prism or something. Like the they, second I, they actually decided what that one's called? The, I don't know. I don't know they, maybe they'll one. vote on it again. Yeah, that's great. Um, I found an article... That mm-hmm. I think is, uh, you know, I don't know if we want to do all these right now. Uh, More than likely. But I was, looking, I was looking up obnoxiously named video game series titles. And I yeah. found an article called The 30 Dumbest Video Game Titles Ever. Um, there's some pretty good ones in here. Yeah. Uh, Commodore 64, 1989, Tongue of the Fat Man. That's nice. What do you think you do in that game, Angus? I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. They wouldn't make that anymore. Uh, not in this. <laughs> As an alien of your choice, fight your way through bad guys and ultimately face the fat man, a hard ass who needs mm. a healthy portion of defeat. The tongues of fat men are <laughs> indeed compelling. <laughs> yeah, they are. Wow. 
And there's a whole series. Oh, no, it wasn't a series. That's a, that's yeah. a shame. There was a, uh, there was a game on DS called Touch Dick, but Touch D-I-C. Is, and, and Dick stood for Dictionary. Oh, okay. What's Touch that Dick. on? That's on uh, Nintendo DS. Oh, cool. And, you, know, you know how they were just going wild with like, oh, let's just release like books on, on the DS. Yeah. That's, wait, wait, you could just like buy a book. Yeah, the, the whole bunch. You, could, you can buy one that's like, it's like 28 classic books and it's like you can read the Sherlock Holmes series on your on your DS. When they How first made the DSL. Just watching movies DSXL. on like uh, your UMD PS... Uh, what was it called? PSP. PSP. You watch like Shrek 2 on UMD or like... <laughs> You know, one of those cool, you, uh, like the Son of the Mask, we know for a fact is actually on that. Is it UMD, Universal? No, UDM, Universal Disc Media, was it called? Something like that. Is that what it was? I think it was UMD, yeah. Yeah. And then you go, Universal well, look, Media it's Disc. enough. Yeah, it's enough read. It's enough movies. I can't rot my brain too much. I'm going to read uh, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, which is a, you know, it is uh, out of copyright and free, but that was still probably a $60 cartridge you could buy. And read on your <laughs> Nintendo DS. Um, uh, yeah, and the, what was funny about like the books that they were? I think it was all um, what's it called when uh, it's like in the public domain? Yeah, public domain books. So Nintendo weren't even like put paying money for the books. Oh no, but just, just charging so much yeah, money. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so do we want to go full deep dive into Evangelion now, or, just, or do we want to save it for PayFam this week? I don't. I don't, I don't care. What do you? Okay. Which way, I'm happy with whatever. Um, do you want to talk about um, big, big mother truckers to truck me harder? What's that on? And why aren't I playing um, it right now? Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Um, I'm gonna look it up now. Big mother I'm looking truckers at, to uh, truck me harder. I'm looking at a hundred classic books. Hundred. <laughs> oh, there was a hundred. Yeah, on Nintendo DS. Uh, what, what's funny is it came out. In Japan in 2007, but didn't reach North America until 2010. They had to wait three years. Had to translate them all. Uh, just all those poor people who wanted to read Jane Eyre on their uh, Nintendo DS or The Adventures of Pinocchio uh, had to wait a very long time. Gulliver's Travel. How, how good if you could play as a book from this game as that's the final Smash, Smash character? Yeah. That would rule. Fuck, the other day it hit me. I was like, that would be a great Smash character. And now I've forgotten. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, my memory is disgusting at the moment. Just, I can't remember anything. <laughs> well, all you've been doing is is watching Evangelion. So maybe we should talk Evangelion. Yeah, I guess um, so. Or do you? Or do you want to? Should I, do you want me to tease you with a few? Uh, have you been reading much of the uh, David Ayer leaked script pages from? Uh, oh yeah, let's talk su- about his that. Suicide Squad. Fuck. Now, dude, are so- they legit, or is that just the work of like a very funny person? They're legit. So how do they leak? What's the story there? Um, so there is a random, uh, account that I, I don't, I don't guess it, I don't know how it leaked. Maybe AI leaked it. Um, uh, I guess, yes. So like, there's been like hundreds of thousands of people tweeting with the hashtag release the AI cut. Oh yeah. Um, he's very much just doing the Snyder 2.0 situation. He's doing, uh, yeah, Snyder Cut 2.0, you cannot release. There are so many insane, like, moments. Uh, wow, this is so insane. I'm, I'm like, going through all, all. So, yeah, if you go to, like, RT Ayacut SS, um, that's one of the, uh, the, the the Twitter handles that's... Uh, oh, wow, there's so many. Um, 
the Hazel were just leaking different pages of it. This is insane. Um, and it, or even leaking like screenshots. Like, did, did Harley Quinn and Deadshot make out in the original in the cut that we saw of the Suicide no. Squad? No. So there's a, there's a, there's a still of that happening in this. So I, I, either Ayer is leaking it to someone, or they've they've somehow managed to get their hands on it. Have you or, read? Uh, it could be well and truly the work of Warner Brothers slash HBO Max being, you know, being the, back on their bullshit and just jeopardizing this shit and de- jeopardizing the you know goodwill of James Gunn's film. Just going, no, let's just do this. We want both. Well, because the the Snyder Cut insane people that like you know ba- like rallied behind that hashtag for years until they got what they wanted. Um, they hate James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Of course because- they do. They were. I saw them like uh, there was that hilarious post how like they were like like extremely upset with the fact that his brother played Calendar Man in a background shot and had one line. Yeah, Did you see that, and they were like, yeah. "How disgusting it was for the film." As he's one of like Batman's most formidable foes, and it's just like, <laughs> "Shut up!" Like it's a fucking dumb movie with a dude with like flying arms. Like, be quiet. Like, <laughs> um, so here is a uh, here's an incredible uh, leaked moment from the Suicide Squad script. Yeah, David Ayer's original cut. Joker peels off his prison top. He's ripped like an <laughs> MMA fighter. His shock white skin is, is tattered. Wait, are you up. sure Zack Snyder didn't write this? This is. <laughs> I think he like yeah in like a fever dream. He came up with it in his sleep. His cunning eyes burn with malice towards all we hold dear. He powers up an electroshock machine. Doctor Quinzel, please don't, please. I did what you said. I helped you, mm. Joker. You helped me by scorching what few dear faded memories I had into a sizzling knot. You tossed mm. me into a black hole of rage and confusion. Is this the medicine you practice, Dr. Quinzel? His pale hand proffers a rubber ball. He traces his long, sharp pinky nail along her lips. Now I'm throwing you into the same black hole. Open up, doll, and bite hard so you don't break those perfect porcelain capped teeth where the juice hits, when the juice hits your brain. Is what kind of, what does does that any mean? of that happen in the in the in the movie? I mean, those lines no, this, this don't. Is, I guess this uh, this this beautiful uh, art was never put to put to print, unfortunately. Yeah, um, damn. She opens her mouth. He places the ball in it. He smears conductive jelly on two paddles. Applies mm. them to her temple. Forget you ever met me. Smack and pimp slaps the blue out of her her <laughs> eyes. She falls back on the road. How good, Joseph, how Joker is on word? top of it. Oh, pimp slap. Pimp slap. Yeah, that's nice. Joker is on top of her in a flash. Joker pulls his purple anodized straight razor and teases teases the sharp edge across her lips. She parts them. He slides the blade gently into her open mouth. I can make you smile. His eyes are locked on his. His. She could not be more unafraid. That's awesome. I love Pretty sexy, right? Yeah. I I love that, man. I'm into that shit. Um,. In this version, um, June, what was the name of the witch? Oh, Enchantress or something. Enchantress and, and Rick Flagg are like making out. That's fucking sick. <laughs> this movie rules. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Why are they making out? Um, this is a scene. But, oh, yeah. Do, do we want to read the... I don't know. He, like, it's, it's, like, it's like Rick Flagg shuts her up with a kiss. Then Waller enters. And Waller says, I sure hope you two are using protection. Don't want you guys spawning the Antichrist, do we? <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and then there's a scene between Deadshot and Killer Croc. Killer yeah. Croc. When we're back in Gotham, I have a list for you. Names I want crossed out. Deadshot. Yeah. You have any idea what my fear is? And keep in mind that 
Like, you know, Deadshot is a guy who uses guns and, and, and assassinates people. He's a um, marks- master uh, marksman. I mean... Killer Croc is half of a crocodile, like an enormous, like, killing machine, right? Uh, yeah. Killer Croc. You killed a man once, an important man. You cut out his heart and sent it to the client. Deadshot. Wait, I, I don't discuss my business. Killer Croc. Also, I Deadshot would never do that, would he? Like- I know, he doesn't cut a heart out. But then Killer Croc says, I was the client. I know what you cost. So why is like a crocodile man paying for an assassin to cut out a heart for him when he could just eat it with his teeth? Dude, that's just twisted, isn't it? <laughs> it's like- the, and it's the kind of madness that uh, that only someone who's watched multiple people die, as David Ayer claimed on his Twitter. You read that, right? <laughs> that that like- rules. What did he speak about? A submarine? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't I remember know, the wait, submarine. Wait. Yeah, he, don't don't try and find it. He's done so many tweets in the last uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, it's good to see he's like hinged and like together and stuff. Yeah, you know and I mean? um, when, it's good to see that refers- this movie, he's like very like chill with this movie coming out, and isn't it all like going insane? Um, whenever he uh, he t- he talks about Joker. Um, uh, smiling his smile he, he refers to it as the smile Which I guess means Joker holding the tattooed hand Up over his mouth Damn I know that I know that's That's what I uh, That's what I mean when I smile I found his big tweet Where he's like My turn He literally <laughs> wrote My turn ellipses um, Oh shit is it still there? Uh, well here's something I didn't expect to write I loved Oh where is it? Damn, I was excited to hear that the the best thing he's ever written oh, once yeah. again. Yeah. All right, he goes, I don't know what quit is. I'm not who you think I am. Nothing in my life was handed to me. It's been a struggle from the jump. My pops committed suicide, blah, blah, blah. I was in <laughs> LA doing hood rat shit as a kid. Got arrested. LA County probation forever. It's It's insane. It's just like, what, there's a bit that comes to mind. Oh, so I joined the Navy and served on a nuclear submarine and I saw more. It's like, try 67 days underwater in a steel tube when you're running out of food. It's just like, what the hell? <laughs> this is what like his... with, But this is him talking about Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. I wrote and wrote. I got sucked back in the streets smoking PCP. It's like, what the... Is this a character description of one of the ca- like Suicide Squad members? And then he, then he like... Gets, this is this Slipknot's is the second origin page story. Now. Finally, on the second page, he's like, I put my life into Suicide Squad. I made something amazing. My cut is intricate and emotional journey with some bad people who are shit on and discarded. A th- bracket, a theme that resonates in my soul. The studio cut is not my movie. Read that again. And my cut is not the 10-week director's cut. It's a fully mature edit by Lee Smith standing on the incredible work. It can't spell anything. On the incredibly work by John Gilroy. It's all Stephen Price's brilliant score. Not a single radio song in the whole thing. It has traditional character arts, amazing performances, a solid third act resolution. A handful of people have seen it. If someone says they've seen it, they haven't. Okay. So have they or haven't they? So yeah, should be clear by now. I dant, spelled D-A-N apostrophe T, which I guess is supposed to be don't. I don't have any quid in me. Never have. Why should I? Everyday breathing is a gift. I, though my story, I guess, I thought my story was going to end in a grave or a cell a long time ago. So these are living bonus rounds. I don't know what this is about. <laughs> I'm, and then the last bit of this just goes, I'm so proud of James and excited for the success that's coming. <laughs> I support Warner <laughs> Brothers and I'm thrilled for the franchise is getting legs it needs. I'm rooting for everyone, the cast and crew. Every movie's a miracle. 
I will no longer speak publicly on this matter. <laughs> it's so weird, man. It's such a like tantrum. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's bizarre. I don't know where that where the leaks are coming from. But they're, they're not. He's not really retweeting any of the any of the leaks. So they could not. They could not be be from something else. It could be someone else just writing some batshit insane script. And I mean, the like, th- fuck yeah. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, those are so bad that you're almost like, oh, that could be legit. I mean, they're so bad that it could be funny or legit. Yeah, totally. I mean, and that's 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 perfect writing, to be honest. When you have when you can't decipher between insane or tribute or parody, come tribute or parody. Yeah, yeah. Try not to uh, starve in submarine challenge. Wow! After three a.m. So on on just a couple of days ago, he he wrote mm. sub Sunday thought. So I, Wait, I is this him in a su- he, Does that mean he's in a submarine he's in, he's, again? He's back in the sub. You know, he's, I don't know what it is. <laughs> he's uh, like, he bought himself a sub with all that money from the first film, and he's so just- he tweeted. Yeah, I t- tweeted a picture of of Margot Robbie in the um in the Harley Harley Quinn makeup, giving someone a tattoo with a real tattoo gun. Oh, uh, dude, remember movie- they all got matching tattoos that said oh, Squad. Right. Making this movie was like a deployment. Months of prep and planning. The grind of training and rehearsals. The demanding technical nature of the work itself. Wait, what's that? Does that mean Jared Leto mailing cum and stuff? Is that the Yeah, totally. Oh, it's demanding. Have you ever tried to, like, you know, you need to find a receptacle that'll stay flat enough so it just looks like a regular envelope. But if it just comes into the envelope, it's going to seep out. There was, you know, cling wrap. Yeah, exactly. Um then everyone gets tattoos. Hashtag. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> hashtag submarines. <laughs> and Dude, hashtag is... gr- grateful. <laughs> <laughs> well, it should have been called submarines. Hashtag submarines. <laughs> hashtag submarines is so funny. Yeah, that rules. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So that's uh, David Ayer's uh, the Ayer cut. Wow. So on the official release, the air cut, um, I guess well, the the, the air cut release demand uh, Twitter with the most followers, and that you know it's twenty one point eight thousand. Uh, they have a big banner with all, all of the cast at the top. It says hashtag release the air cut, and then in like graffiti font, font, you know that shitty graffiti font that has like paint dripping from below it. Oh, I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, uh, I dabble. In, in bright pink, it says what wet dreams are made of. Damn, it's good to see Jared Leto, uh, you know, got, got, got a um, fully paid version of Photoshop. The Adobe so, Creative Cloud. Remember, isn't there like three days worth of footage of him, of, him, of his Joker? Yeah. I wonder if... Now, now I'm wondering if it was in a submarine and just him and by himself. Man, do you think that David Ayer is actually who Zack Snyder thinks he is? Um, and I just, I stupidly decided to look up Jared Leto on, on Twitter and, and the most recent thing he, t- he tweeted, Jared Leto's current Twitter profile pic looks like, um, he's... Wait, did he tweet to... this or you're... No, if you go to at Jared Leto on Twitter. Um, well, I, I've already been on one list tonight. I'm not sure if I want to get on another, but okay. But it, if, if you look at like the, the, the small version of his Twitter profile photo, it looks like yeah. Captain Jack Sparrow, but it's just him oh, yeah, wearing, it really does, wearing a hoodie it? and a scarf. Is that a no, no? That's a beanie. A, a beanie, a beanie, and a scarf. Yeah. D- yeah, he looks like an absolute dickhead. <laughs> um, sc- scroll down to like him uh. that says "Hello from NYC" with a love heart, and it's like just like, like he's like he's been oh, climbing yeah. and yeah, I don't know. It's just funny. 
He's a very he's a very hard that man should guy. never. Oh my god! Uh, keep scrolling, keep scrolling to one? the August the twelfth post that says "Chow" on it. Uh, Mamma Mia. Yeah, what's he holding? Damn. Uh, Mandarin. Oh man! And then scroll down again. A persimmon. So which one? They're like just emojis. It's like him with like his thumbs up with one it's like shoe a UFO. on, one shoe off. Yeah, he's obnoxious. <laughs> I thought this oh like breed God. of person didn't exist anymore. Yeah, I'm. Mean, how do how is like I don't want to like you know encourage toxic masculinity, but how, how is Adam he Driver bullied? not just beat the shit out of Jared Leto on on the set of this yeah. movie? I guess because he is like in like old people face. He's he's got yeah that, maybe like, maybe that's by design. Yeah, maybe yeah. there's this instant like oh I better not hit the old man. Well, like that, yeah, because like he's he's got a lot of like extra weight on his face in that movie, so maybe they padded his face mm. out so Adam Driver can punch it between takes, and he won't feel as much pain. Yeah, I like that concept. <laughs> yeah, um, damn. so yeah, um, that is David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Uh, I I doubt. I mean, I think Warner Brothers are pretty hard to predict, but after it would, is it is it easy money to release this version and get all the HBO Max subscribers if if they release it, or do you think they're just gonna? <sighs> Let this leave this one in the bin. I don't Look, doubt I don't that a much longer cut of it exists, but here's the thing: they know it would be less of a. Here's a yeah, here's the thing: I, for one, think it won't be that much. It won't be as in stark uh, difference between the A cut and the, um, the 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 theatrical one. I think it would be less of a difference than, say, the. Snyder and the Joss Whedon cut. I don't think it would be that mm-hmm. crazy. Like, for example, there wouldn't be a black and white version. It wouldn't be in four by three. It wouldn't have yep. like two hours added and chapter markers. Like, I do think the film itself would resemble it. We know for a fact that I think that while they were like, it was record streaming for HBO Max, I, that was a new platform. And I think a lot of people didn't finish it. Right. Fair I enough. Think there was it's four hours like long. Of, yeah, 100%. So I make I, I wonder if like they're looking at that um, and like saying it's not worth it because I'm sure it exists. I'm sure the cut basically exists in a far more finished form than the Snyder cut. Like there wasn't like you know a tragedy that made this dude leave. I mean maybe there was not enough. So the only tragedy was Jared Leto's like you know sexual assault of the cast members by sending them used condoms, and also the fact that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty easy to build a, a gym on set if you're Zack Snyder. It's pretty hard to recreate a sub, I think. Uh, yeah. Or the, but both. It's interesting. I'd, I'd imagine both directors employ starvation techniques to their uh, actors and crew. Their I love. Yeah, crew. I love the idea of, of him demanding a submarine on set, or just like a submarine movies. feel, just like has lowered all the ceilings by like you know four meters, so everyone's like crouched and hitting their head. <laughs> there's just like red light. There's no air. And there's just like everyone ends up getting scurvy or something. Perfect. <laughs> He's just the like, per- perfect yeah, I won't. Yeah. And it's even funny because like David Ayer came from like, not like, I, you know, I don't think Zack Snyder is the greatest filmmaker as anyone who's listened to this podcast can attest to. But he did come with some like weight behind him, I guess, like to make demands. It's funny that Ayer like didn't. And I think, I think they both think they're each other. I think Zack yeah. Snyder thinks he's like, as tough and cool as David Ayer and like while the dudes never smoked a cigarette and probably is like fired actors for like seeing a photo of them in public smoking a cigarette <laughs> like um I'd imagine he's that type of guy where David Ayer like probably you know 
he, he, he ate cigarettes said, for breakfast. He eats cigarettes and like, yeah, has, has smoked PCP as he found that was such an important part of his, his, uh, Snyder, sorry, his suicide cart piece. Smoke um, this PCP or we won't let you on the submarine. <laughs> yeah. Just like insane horseshit behavior. Uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I don't think the film would be too dissimilar, but I'm also like, do HBO slash Warner Brothers want to be like that fucking company who's like, here's our third version of a Suicide Squad movie. You know what I mean? Like, do they want to just set the bar at being like, we just let people remake movies and then end up like giving you the other cut you wanted? Yeah, totally. Um, I've just sent you a, uh, a wiki link oh, to yeah, the this, 2020 this, this, movie, The Tax Collector. Um, so this was, was shot David down. Uh, this was shot down because of the allegations about Shia LaBeouf's abuse soon came out, I think hand in hand with this film. Yeah, right. So this was, yeah, written, directed, and produced by David Ayer. It's got Sheila Booth and George Lopez in it, plus some lesser-known actors, including Bobby Soto. Mm. But I just want to direct your um, direct your uh, vision to the, the poster. I'm looking um, at it. It looks very so, uh, Suicide Squad-y, if you ask me. But so, have you noticed that the, the cast above the, the... Why does it say Bobby Soto, then just the, and then Sheila Booth? Yeah, it's very oh, oh, bad it's, graphic design. So it's yeah. So it says the tax collector, but the is is the same size and on the same line as the cast names. Yeah, I hope someone I hope someone got fired for that. Or maybe the movie's called Benny Soto Tax the Shia LaBeouf Collector. I mean, I don't know. It's it's anyone's yeah, guess. Square Enix uh, named the movie. Yeah, Dream Drop Purchase. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that's that, that's uh, that's David Ayer. Uh, now we're gonna move on to uh, David Ayer's Evangelion uh, 3.0 plus 1.0. No, but, but, okay. time. I just wanted to say, did you see that? Like the Suicide Squad is like the James Gunn one is tanking money wise. I mean, is it COVID's fault or is it? I don't know. I, this is what we we're kind of saying last week. Like, it's a perfect storm of like, should have this movie been made? Was it just like? I like the movie. It's my favorite DC movie, but it's just like do you really let a director go, what do you want to make and make a movie that like, I think it's like such a short window between, you know, five years or whatever. Like, yeah, sure. I don't think any average Joe is going to know the difference between this and the original one and just assume, you know. Yeah. I, I think it, I mean, it didn't come, it hasn't even been released in the state that we live in. Yeah. So, and I feel like there's gonna be a lot of lot of territories that it, that it hasn't been able to release in. It did well on HBO Max, right? Like as far as streaming. Yeah, I guess go. so. It, it uh, did a bit better box office than Wonder Woman, um, 1984 yeah. or whatever that was called. But that was at the height of uh, of uh, of COVID in America, whereas now it's like you know that's slightly more livable with. What do you think's livable? happening with uh, like? Disney premiere, I heard that like maybe that shit won't be happening anymore. Well, for our sake, I hope it does because we're not getting, we're not allowed well, out we, of our houses for the rest of the year. Yeah, we're not, we're not able to see anything. <laughs> that sucks, shit. I can't even, we can't yeah. see five kilometers out of our suburb at the moment. Yeah. It's like living in a submarine. Some would a say five this is kilometer David long a, uh, submarine. What are we? Some kind of PCP smoking, cum sending <laughs> squad? You goddamn right we are. Can we talk about Evangelion already, Angus? All right, already. You've twisted my arm. <laughs> Wait, gunpoint question. Gun to your head. Uh, no, cum-filled envelope. Would you to watch your... an air cut? The air cut. Absolutely, I'd watch it. Yeah. 
Yeah, out of curiosity. Like, I've sat... Look, I sat through um, all of uh, the Snyder Cut, and I... Like, there's no way one Suicide Squad would be that long. Although that would yeah. be fucking hilarious if every if every cut was just like, yeah, there's an uncut movie that that's four hours long. Uh, actually, it gets less funny the more that I think about it. I would what watch about- it if it was less. Th- if it was less than three hours long, yes, I would watch it. Okay, what about? Uh, would you watch it if um, Jared Leto came back again and did some extra scenes like he did for uh, Zack Snyder? Yeah. Uh, only if it's set in the future and he's not in the same room as the other actors that he's filming. Wouldn't it be with. great if like they keep redoing these movies and they all end with a coda with five minutes of like this futuristic, this futuristic scene that'll never happen? And yeah. ja- and Batman telling fuck, the I forgot that about that will, until I will saying that kill you. <laughs> I forgot about that until saying it out loud. Then, <laughs> oh man, that that movie it's... ended with Batman saying, I'm, "I will fucking kill you." <laughs> When I kill you, and I will fucking kill you. That rules. <laughs> Poor Ben Affleck. <laughs> well, no, he's playing Batman right now in London. <laughs> what do you mean? In the Flashpoint movie, there's like footage of him on set as Batman or whatever. Like, That's so funny. <laughs> I know. They're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, yeah, I, I feel like there are times where... Um, MCU stuff feels a bit strangled by the how the canon nature of everything they do and how everything has to link and um, yeah, but I like that it's all in the one place. It does share the one the one vision. I get that sometimes it can feel very samey, uh, but I'd much prefer that to you know the extremely lacking quality control that you have over when you when you watch a DC movie. Yeah, like there's not a chance in hell Flash Flashpoint will be bearable let alone good well you've got you know the choker <laughs> yeah <laughs> they should just make uh they should give it to um todd phillips and just make choker <laughs> just choker yeah the ezra miller story but yeah ben affleck's bat- apparently batting up again just playing batman uh for the fourth time i guess he's quit he just keeps Ugh. How, so we're going to have Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, and Robert Pattinson as cinematic Batman in and the span once, of like a year. Not once in an actual Batman movie. Robert Pattinson. Well, no, but I mean like Ben Affleck's never played Batman in a Batman no. movie. It's it's pretty hilarious. It was a Superman movie with his name in it. A Justice League movie. <laughs> a Justice League movie that's a basically a Batman movie. He's in he's in the Suicide Squad for like a minute where he punches yeah. Harley Quinn in the he face. Punches, <laughs> he punches Harley Quinn and also arrests Deadshot in front of his daughter. Oh my god. On Christmas. King shit. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot um, that he punches Harley Quinn in the face. It's like in like the first five minutes of that movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's really funny. And it's like probably set to like uh, Baby Shark or something like that. Yeah, yeah, if if, they, if David Ayer directed Rick this Ross new, doing new, uh, new Suicide Squad, it would be yeah, all of King Shark's music would be Baby Shark because yeah. it has the word shark in it. Yeah. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one of a kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. 
Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, now, Angus, I ask you mm. again. Can yeah, we man. talk about Evangelion? Of course we can. I know it's a movie you don't really like, a series you don't give a shit about. Uh, but no. yeah, Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0. It was on Prime Video over on, on Friday night and... It's it's there now as well. If you haven't watched it, you can watch all of the Evangelion series um, on on Netflix, and then watch End of Evangelion there too. Then make your way over to Prime Video and watch all four of the rebuild movies, um, which are essentially like a more a, a bigger budget, um, more kind of mature re, like retake on. I guess like Arno, the director, is in a much better place now than he was when he was a young uh, writer and anime maker um, making the first season of Evangelion. Um, and there's a lot of, like, uh, so much of uh, Evangelion, there's a lot of uh, metaphors for depression and uh, lots of things that he was definitely yeah. suffering from. Um, I mean, look, these a- were made... Have, have you watched the doco that's on Prime? No. So he kind of gets into a little bit... It, it gets into a bit of detail. So after the series aired, he kind of speaks about how he was, like, reading death threats for himself on the internet because of this dissatisfaction of the TV series and the movie. And then he was just like, I've got to stop. And he like considered suicide a few times. He speaks of like a few times he tried killing himself and where, but then he uh, was kind of, uh, what's, what's the like great producer from Ghibli who died last year? Suze. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, he's in it. Miyazaki's in it. And, he, and, and oh, they really? were kind of like, yeah, they're like, cre- you should create. And they let him like pitch Suze- a movie. Uh, Suzuki Toshio. Suzuki, yeah, Suzuki-san. He, they, they were like, you should pitch a movie to us. And he kept coming up with movie concepts. And they only, he, would like, he was like, they're basically Evangelion. He realized he had to create something, but he kept accidentally creating a worse Evangelion, like about like, you know, very similar themes, very similar stuff. And so eventually he was like, I'm now going to just redo Ava the way I want to do it. Yeah, as what was the original thing. And I think he did this big statement. I remember it when it came out. It was like, he kind of wrote why he was doing it. He outlined it would be four movies. Um, I was so excited. I was, it was like the last thing I expected. I think it was like maybe like a bunch of years after the original one ended or something. Yeah, he wrote, uh, many desires are motivating us to create new Evangelion films. The desire to portray my sincere feelings, desire to share, blah, blah, blah. Um, for those purposes, we're going to use the best efforts to make another film. Uh, it's a title that's yeah I don't know he it's it's a long statement it's kind of David Ayerish but he's just like I finally want to do this and he started a company to do it Kara which is his animation company yeah awesome um, so you rewatched all of the rebuilds last week um, I've been watching them uh, over the last month if I was to rank the first of the three rebuilds I'd put two at the top then three then one mm-hmm. what what would you do. I don't know. I love two. Two might be the best bit of old Evangelion media. Like that feels like classic. Sorry, classic Evangelion feeling. Yeah, but it, I think it, it might where, be where the, the best of the like, first rebuild movie. Just rehashes like it yeah. just felt like a like a more a, more, a higher budget redo. Whereas the two the for me one, might be like the best. It's like a great drama. It's got great character introductions. It might just be the best. Like oh, this is what Evangelion's about. The best example of that. Yeah, but out of those three, I think I like three the most, just because as someone who's so uh, you know so indoctrinated into the world, three was like the first 
very original new story within this like new timeline or new series of films. So I like that one because it's the one I don't know what's happening. The For most. sure. Yeah. And I think um, it's like visually stunning. It like the first two films look very they're beautiful looking. They look quite similar in terms of like tone and color uh to the series, you know, it's very I th- though it's much better. Uh, animation 3 it just looks insane. It's like big big widescreen just like deep reds, dark blacks. It's like looks very different to the other films. Um and I just think it like looks stunning. Yeah, I like so it because it's kind of I I've, I'm always a fan of those movies that I guess like the controversy. I, I like when a creator loves a series so much, but takes huge risks with their work and is like, look, we I could make the Rise of Skywalker like a crowd pleasing thing, but you and I aren't going to grow from that. I'm going to make something that's going to alienate a bunch of people, but also challenge 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 me as a filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, three to me is very much to use a very shit cringe. Um, comparison it is like last jedi ish and 3.0 plus 1.0 is 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 like if the rise of skywalker adhered to everything that was set up in the last jedi Mm. and wasn't ignored yeah well so yeah it's interesting hearing you mention star wars so much because it is unavoidable comparing these two franchises given that like yeah you have this series that that's a sci-fi series that spans like multiple multiple years uh evangelion starts in 1995 um mm-hmm. and and yeah only i guess this is like you know he and i was pretty much said i'm done with evangelion now well yeah um, there was what, also what's a, the full uh, quote though are you are, are you finished evangelion uh, yeah this sad? is in the movie no. <laughs> yeah yeah in, this the is in the film while he's like deep into like rewriting the script because they you, you learn that uh no one understood what happened in 3.0 1.0 uh they were like it's really like I guess I guess they don't say this as much, but it's, I guess it was very conceptual, like the end of Evangelion, and they're like, it's not really clear what's happening. So he went back and did a huge rewrite, and yeah, that while he's in the midst of it, they're like, you're going to miss this. He's like, no, <laughs> it's like he's cursed. Like he just has to tell a story. So yeah, like you know, it's hard to compare this almost thirty year old franchise wrapping up to hard not to compare it to Star Wars. You know, yeah, given that Rise of Skywalker finished the. What's a nine move? The, the, the triple trilogy, mm. the trilogy of trilogies. Um, Triples and, is best. Well, I mean, it was not in uh, in 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 Star Wars's case because the final movie, by far the worst in my opinion, and I think yours too. Just a mm. real soulless, like just shitty, bad taste in your mouth uh, finale. Especially and, because we got such a great movie before it. Yeah, absolutely. It was, if anything, and, that movie was um, just cowardly. Like it just yeah totally yeah it, it was pandering and cowardly fans. yeah yeah um, but I felt the complete opposite after watching three point oh point one point oh who cares what mm-hmm. I think though this this Evangelion makes up means a lot more to you how do you feel after watching this this finale wrap up oh man I felt you know it is kind of funny I was uh, Shinji's age when I watched the originals and I guess I'm like Gendo's age while watching this one wrap up <laughs> and. You really uh, reckon he, Kendo's 36? I don't know. Maybe. Let's find out how he old could he is. Be. Let's see when he's born. <laughs> Gendo Ikari. Uh, age. <laughs> so let's take into account the first series is set in 2014. So from okay, he's 48 years old. Fandom, yeah, 48 years oh, old. He's 48. Whatever. Got 12 years to go. Whatever, man. Uh, but, you know, I'm closer to his age than Shinji's 14-year-old age. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm like 22 old, years old. How old Ritzko is? Wait, Ritzko is 
Ritzko is uh is is oh you know what her birthday is uh the 21st of November 1985. Oh there you go that's so. very close. I'm looking at Masato age. I guess they're similar. She's 30 in the series Ritzko but she definitely like by the time we get the how, how long is the the big time jump in 3? 14 years. Okay. So they're all old so, now. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not to get into so let's spend the rest of the episode finding let's uh, guess how old they 29. are and then no let's guess how old they are and then have a look and correct okay. ourselves <laughs> that's that's a cooler way to play this um yeah i what well, i i watched it and you know the first time you watch it you can see it's the work of somebody who end of evangelion i think could be viewed by like and i'm not saying this is a good thing but i do think it is like it can be actually viewed as like a standalone work i think i could see it like script i could see people going to watch it in a cinema now and being like oh here's a classic like bizarre trippy psychologically insane anime film from the 90s and i could see people going to watch it i could see people taking drugs and watching it especially the second half and that movie is so nihilistic uh there is quite a bit of hope in it but it is quite like a downtrodden movie uh it's very brutal it's like really yeah really leveled up like the movie ends with like shinji shinji choking oscar on a beach I, i guess implying that they're the start of you know, the new world or something, just those two alone in this like nightmarish looking red beach with giant, like cor- like huge Evangelion corpses around them and ends with him like choking her. And you're just like, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> and then this movie ends and um, you can definitely tell that it is by the same creator, but it's, I don't know, you can tell it's by the same creator who is in a very different place now. There's like, that, that the end of Evangelion just didn't really have a lot of hope. This movie ends with like a lot of hope. It's all about renewal. It's all about like, you know, you can see you, you, it's about like human spirit persevering. The, the whole first half in the village is something that I never thought I'd see in like an Evangelion film. Um, you know, the it, it it is characters make decisions that they you just wouldn't think they would make having only viewed the series. I think a lot of people make some big dick moves, including Shinji just really nice moments with him and his father. And yeah, it seems like it's, it's like the, I guess one way to describe it is end of Evangelion is like someone who's having a manic episode is making a film and it's fantastic. It's like high art. And this is a very awesome movie too. Maybe it doesn't hit the artistic highs, but it is made the same person who's medicated and more together with life. And it's like a more enjoyable product for the masses. I would say maybe. I thought like, yeah, it was such an enjoyable experience. And were I to rank the rebuilds now, I put four on top. This might be, and look, I know it's like less than a week since we've seen it, but I I do think it might be the best closing chapter of anything I've seen. Like it left me wanting to know more, but it answered enough for me to be really satisfied and didn't pander to me the whole time. There was some nice little moments, but I, I felt like it made the previous films better, which is such a good job of a final thing, I think. You know what I mean? Like, yep. a lot of... I think it's made 3 better, and I know 3 is, like, controversial, but I do think it and 3 make perfect companion films now. Like, you could almost just watch 3 and 4 on their own, I think, and if you're so familiar with the first half. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. I was, like, beaming. I thought the t- the pacing was great. I never once felt it was, like, too long. I thought the animation was fantastic. I thought the music was the best it's been in the series. The music is out of control. Like, be my wife. And it's the same uh, composer since the series. Like, the thing is, it's the same designer. It's the same animator. Like, the same voice actors. Like, this is such a bizarre, rare thing. You know what I mean? It's not just... it, It is like everyone back together. 
and the score is unbelievable. I've been cranking this, it nonstop. When they it's, when he, he revisits pieces of music from the series, it's like that iconic like yeah. dun dun dun. But done with like flamenco guitar and stuff. Yeah. And then and then he revisits a more traditional version of that, but with like full on operatic vocals. Yeah. God, it's good. It rules. It's such a like I would it, that is a movie I would love to watch uh with just an audio track of the soundtrack with none of the dialogue. Like I think it would work so well. Yeah, right, cool. Um, but from the get-go, like, like, best opening scene out of all of them. Just, like, such an incredible, fun, cold open in Paris. And I love the world building. Like, I love the... Yeah, I love the... Like, I guess the original series seemed quite, you know, very confined to Japan. But we really learn more about, like, the second impact and, you know, the nerve, uh, I guess, like, organization around the world and, like, Euronerve and love seeing Paris having the, like buildings and the armored like shit like just yeah you just start like imagining oh cool all around the world there's nerves to fight these angels and just like yeah i love that scene just mari with these like big fuck off arms like well uh, we're gonna go through all of our favorite scenes and and go full spoilers for evangelion 3.0 plus Mm. 1.0 thrice upon a time um because i loved it and i think I'm, I'm, it's definitely going to be like one of my favorite movies of the year. That's that's goes without saying. But uh, there's a lot to get through with you. Um, and if you want to come and join us on that journey, the way to do it is to go to Patreon.com/slash/HeyFam. Five dollars a month gets you a bonus episode of HeyFam every single week. <clears throat> and we're going to spend the next hour talking about Evangelion. Uh, plus, I want to give everyone an update on uh, my Metroid playthroughs uh, in, as, in, in anticipation for sorry anticipation for uh, Metroid Dread coming out. We've got to talk about Star Wars Visions. We talked about Star Wars. Talked about anime. How about Star Wars anime? Um, and uh, just Damn. our progression to becoming full-on gamers. We've got some big dick gamer updates. Uh, so if you come want to come and get Evangelion and, and gamer g- big dick gamer updates, why else would you listen to Hey Fam? Uh, the, go to patreoncom HeyFam. Five dollars a month. An extra. Look, everyone's every a little week. lonely at the moment. Uh, be less lonely. Yeah, come join our Discord community and talk about all the things that we talk about every week with people that are very good at talking about them just like we are. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, but thank you even more if we if you come and listen to the next episode. Oh wow. Au revoir. See you later, suckers. Hey! Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.